Texas, British, the whole jazz. That must have been fun. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was a, yeah. The Wild West, way farther west than you, <laughs> you would have wanted. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a funny, funny backstory. <laughs> so, yeah, um, welcome to the show. Thank you. Are you introducing yourself real quick? Yeah, my name is Anya. Wait, well, what, what, hi, Anya. Hi, nice to meet hi. you. <laughs> <laughs> so I brought you on the show because you are a painter. <laughs> Talking a little bit more about what you uh, specifically work on, your usual mediums, subjects, go off. This yeah. is your, your time to shine. So I, um, I've i dabbled with a lot, actually. Um, like I've, I've done stuff in like ceramics and glass and... Um, like a lot of other things but i'm so jealous yeah it was the two (laughs) things that i wanted to work on in college that i just didn't get the chance to i'm so jealous never too late there's a studio in boston like a glass studio where is it maybe somerville i think it's called diablo diablo yeah to check that out a friend of mine's girlfriend ha- uh, works at a ceramic studio i'm like please please just let me like learn your, let me do class. Well, Dia- diablo is glass okay but then um there's a lot of like ceramics around yeah easy to find i feel like it'd be so fun because everything i do is so like precise with like graphics and, and mm-hmm. stuff like i feel like just Working with a, an entirely analog medium would be so yeah. cool. Getting messy with it. That's right, part exactly. of the art. Yeah. I was Just trying to describe um, illustration techniques to a buddy of mine, how like printmaking is an inherently messy medium that tries to be precise, and then mm. digital is a very precise thing that tries to be messy. Like, yeah, I, I love working with those different things, digital versus analog. Like, what's your experience with that? Yeah, well, I, th- I try and honestly stay away from digital. Just it, like confuses me and gets me like stressed and anxious like I'd rather be working with my hands it's a lot to take on at once yeah yeah it's a lot like I I took um I actually took a gap year and on my gap year I I essentially like went to art school in London um because I'm from England originally um and as part of that it was like kind of a foundation course so I was just like doing a lot of different things um and as a requirement I had to take like a photoshop like mm-hmm. illustrator class and it was just i was like nah i'm, I'm <laughs> this isn't ready for me photoshop's like diving into photoshop is like trying to fly like a spaceship or a 737 with no instruction manual no mm-hmm. training just like go yeah it's it's a lot like, what do these buttons do why is everything flashing red i don't know what's going on yeah i don't yeah. blame you so was that kind of your first experience with art or were you working on stuff before that Um, I've been, um, drawing painting since I was maybe like three, like, since you could hold things. Exactly. Like I remember as a child, like my parents would take me to art museums and I would like have my little like box of pastels and I would just like (laughs) choose a, a piece of art and just sit in front of it. And I would like have people like strangers, like crowd around me, like watching me. And that was just, that's like my earliest memories. Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Exactly. Yeah. It's my favorite thing these days. If I'm like stuck or like don't have motivation, I just like go to an art museum and just sketch and it brings me back to life. (laughs) It's so, it's so calming. So like I was trying to do that today, but all the the things were so so busy Mm -hmm. or closed. So yeah. What what do you, what were some of the ones that you like remember recreating that you kind of like inspired you um it's a good question I love the figure um now after 
um, not being scared of it anymore. I, I like discovered it through um, um, like life drawing sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my gap year was maybe the first time I had really worked with the nude. Um, and it's just such an unreal like experience. It's so different being able to like be connected to like humanity in that way it sounds like weird and like cheesy to say but it's just a different different thing you just have to you're boldly going where a lot of people would kind of be too scared to go Mm. because it's very hush hush or taboo in at least in american western puritan Mm -hmm. (laughs) puritan you know origin culture like Mm -hmm. ah nudity is scary but we all have it all in <laughs> underneath the clothes so. and maybe that's why i love that setting so much is that you it's just automatically like a professional setting mm-hmm. but it's still like the nude but it's also art like it's it's a lot of different things at once um and it's just like beauty like you can't really you're not seeing flaws you're just seeing shape and line and form and um and it's you're a person yeah. too. Yeah. Like they have character. They have unique characteristics. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's very, very interesting that like this. I like that you're keeping this classical subject matter alive, and and like you know, from what I've seen from your work, you're kind of keeping it new and refreshing it and putting your own little spin on it. Very cool. Yeah, I don't know if I mentioned before, but I primarily work in oil paint now. Like, I'm I'm more of the 2D side, even though I've I've like dabbled in 3D. So it's more like charcoal um like graphite um pastel paint that kind of thing props yeah. to you those are tough to work with <laughs> messy but fun Ooh, yeah fun. very much yeah so. like you said it's before you like in your hands dirty so yeah yeah do you find yourself like now that you've been working with this for a while do you find that you've gotten to the point with your medium that like you can adequately express what you're trying to express in your head or are you still kind of like do you still struggle with the medium itself? I find myself, you know, whenever I'm working with something, it's just like, I want, I have the thing I want to do, but what's stopping me is my knowledge of the medium. How, how was your experience with that or like dealing with that? I think at this point I have enough experience to kind of like pull it out of my head. Um, but there's always going to be things that I like need more education on, need more practice with. Like, um I never really took any um legit like color theory and that's something I'm I miss like um like skin tone is something I've like temperature in the Mm -hmm. skin and like all the different kind of um colors within the skin like people using like green and stuff that's always like scared me um but then at other times I just like go for it and it comes out looking like better than I expected. So it really just, it depends, things like that. Like maybe the face, I you know, the portraits I maybe need more like practice with, but um, mostly I can, I can control the medium just because I've been doing it for so long. Yeah. It's good. And so um, Rob, again, how long that was? It's been even working... Um, well, I've been painting for a while, like acrylic, um, but I started using oils maybe in 2016. Okay, so that's still a good amount of time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, oils 
it's a very different medium than any other paint like it is just it a hard transition a little bit it opens up like so many opportunities and doors that you just kind of get overwhelmed like it's just a whole different you know it's like dries a lot slower and it's mm-hmm. just like a buttery feel and you just there's so many things you can do with it which is scary like photoshop you absolutely know? <laughs> like yeah. so many settings what were some of like the cool tips or tricks or new like opportunities that you like explain a couple like what were some of those things that surprised you when you moved into oil so um i think actually it wasn't at the beginning of when i started oils because that was just me like learning about it and how to control it um and also not using water which is something mm. that is like used in watercolors and acrylic but with oils you need like um mineral spirits which can be actually really toxic and like creates fumes and so that's also why it's hard to work in oil because if you don't have a studio because it it's not healthy to work in like a small space (laughs) without like air ventilation um but i had like the most amazing opportunity to go um actually live in italy for a while um i first like studied abroad in florence for like four months um once again very jealous (laughs) (laughs) yeah i miss it a lot but that that actually wasn't where i was painting um i actually loved italy so much i went back like a year later and i lived in siena which is like an hour from florence i lived there for like another two months and that was where i learned um the old like renaissance technique that the old masters would use okay um and it's i learned like how it's very very different to the way we know what painting is today going old old very old school school. so (laughs) i got trained like classically like it was really cool yeah like it's very i i learned that like the impressionists really just like turned painting on its head and Uh made it like direct like from paint to canvas whereas that was never how it used to be like it used to be layers um of like graphite and charcoal and like then black and white and then you would go in with like a glaze to color and that's why the renaissance like italian paintings like glow in museums because the light is going through all those layers interesting of oil huh is it for like the the chiaroscuro yeah 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 like the the black and white is the chiaroscuro and then and that's called grisai the like the black and white contrast and then you um but you glaze over it. That's why it's called indirect painting. Oh, that's so cool. I didn't yeah. never would have thought of that. Yeah, either. yeah. And so I, I use that a lot in my own work now, that technique. Nice. Very, you know, yeah. That, it's cool that you're keeping that alive. Like, I never would have thought of that. Like, we're so inundated with images these days that, like, you don't stop to think, like, the process that it used to take to create those things. Like, you could Photoshop, you know, smudge something it'll take two seconds but mm-hmm. like that you know, building up the layers and use, having the physical things in your hands it's crazy to me yeah and that's why i say that like messy art is so important because the journey is sometimes almost more important than like the end product could you give an example of that i mean even just like indirect painting like the way it's like layer after layer after layer you really have to 
um it's kind of like a an exercise and it doesn't necessarily or even just like abstract art like being able to just make marks Mm -hmm. and then it's more about like how you got to the end rather than like if it looks pretty or if it like looks how you wanted it to look kind so of like thing. a performance for yourself yeah 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 it's a, that's a very cool like therapeutic way of thinking of mm. it like this is, this is <laughs> I, I do work I in do. mental health <laughs> right I think I mean at least for me as an artist I always think of the end product like this is going to be an artifact I think of it as the artifact I don't often think of it as the act of painting maybe that's what's stopping me from doing more of the things that I like to do yeah. but yeah, that's it, really cool to think of it that way. And I think a lot of people get stuck, especially if they feel like they don't have any artistic, creative talent. Like, they get stuck with how it it's not going to end up looking the way they want. Mm-hmm. But even just, like, getting your hands dirty and, like, playing around with charcoal and, like, making cool shapes is just, right. just what it means. To and you're just expressing yeah. things and getting your hands dirty, performing this art for yourself without having to have a sellable like byproduct at the end mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. love that i really respect that yeah i mean a lot of pieces that i've worked on have definitely ended up different to how i expected them to be just because of the process or because of like w- you know how my hand connected to the mm-hmm. canvas and you're just rolling with the punches too yeah. like you're constantly learning as you're going through these things and i think a lot of people who are not so involved with art would be surprised to learn at like how many of their like contemporary favorite artists really don't like plan everything out to the t mm-hmm. like it it just comes naturally sometimes. yeah a little happy accidents yeah Bo- exactly Bob Ross yeah. Kinda. yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. i always come back to that like everyone loves bob ross because he's just such a joy and i feel like that is a good example of what you're talking about with like he doesn't care about those paintings i think they auction them off for charity or something like yeah. He, just, he does the show as like a fun thing to watch to mm-hmm. see these things come to life. You know, I think that's like a pure kind of, of artistry. Yeah. And he like takes joy from it and brings joy. Like it's so not isn't about Isn't it literally the called paintings. the joy of painting? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like when it's not about. That might be the episode title. You know, the way the trees look. It's about. The, happy I don't trees. know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. How it feels. But like that is if you really want to get meta about it, like art is an expression of feelings or intended to evoke feelings. Mm-hmm. So you're, if you're just putting more of that into your piece, I feel like that's more expressive than if you try to evoke something with just the end product in mind. Exactly. And that's the point. Yeah. That is the point. Yeah. Feel things people <laughs> or else. <laughs> you're not, um, actually, you're not a true artist unless you're really feeling <laughs> like getting really preachy over here but but it's 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 funny that you mentioned that because that's just like how the contemporary art world came to be like it didn't matter anymore about things looking pretty or like even paintings like it just became about the idea of Mm -hmm. it like the way that Duchamp just like said you know took a urinal and was like that's art like this is called a fountain now and put it in a gallery and people were like wait but he still evoked that an, a, an emotion of like outrage and mm-hmm. making you question things. The whole point of it was to evoke that thing. Not necessarily that the urinal with the paint on it is yeah. 
you know intrinsically more value just it's this you know the whole framing of it yeah to provoke questions Mm -hmm. and to like question the entire art world in and of itself which just like some people don't understand how that is art but that's just that's the point yeah that's what makes you question it yeah so question for you or i guess more for you to talk about you asking questions uh so when you first introduced me to some of your artwork um you told me that you specified or focused on these you know kind of prostrate forms uh over over bed sheets and stuff Mm -hmm. mind talking more about that yeah sure so my like most recent ish sort of series has been which was also like my undergraduate thesis was like bed series um which was actually like deeply rooted in like the renaissance um italian art history that i had been learning about um because a lot of the 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 paintings by you know leonardo da vinci and like botticelli and people like that have a lot of symbolism within it and a lot of the like just jesus paintings that people Mm -hmm. walk past through galleries to go straight to the impressionists or things like you know people are like oh that's just like christian it's just jesus like why do i have to pay attention you know that's boring but actually a lot of it has is like deeply embedded in like politics Mm -hmm. and the like politics of that time and like people who paid for that art and like what the church was trying to like dictate to people at that time and like it all gets very deep um but a lot of those symbols are really cool and um there's one particular story that i was really fascinated by story time yeah like called the annunciation um and this is ironic because a lot of my thesis was about like christian iconography when i'm actually jewish (laughs) but that's fun because you're you can see it from an uh a scholastic point of view or you're not you know so emotionally tied to it yeah but i also think there's a lot of similarity between the two religions and how we use symbols to like represent um tropes and like contemporary themes um and so the the story of the the annunciation is um uh angel gabriel comes to tell um uh, mary jesus's mother that she is pregnant um and she obviously didn't know and she's a virgin um you are not the <laughs> father <laughs> <laughs> and so she um gets kind of scared and rightly so yeah, yeah and it's almost kind of like um like looking at it from the 21st century perspective is it's like a man coming into a woman's space and just telling her what to do with her body mm-hmm. um and so i was really interested in that story and there are a lot of like little symbols in every depiction of this story um in the renaissance specifically like the mi- the perfectly made bed in the corner um and that's supposed to represent like virginity and purity hmm. um and i thought that was really ironic because the madonna as like a figurehead is just so unrealistic and it represents today like the unrealistic social expectations for women and like Mm. um gender roles and all of that um and we're not perfect like no one's perfect 
Um, well, I don't know about you. I, I'm perfect. <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, apart from you. <laughs> Um, this is the guy who showed up <laughs> two hours late. So sorry again for that. <laughs> <Don't even worry laughs> that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so a lot of my bed series is basically um, an unmade bed, mm. um, kind of trying to like battle those expectations. Um, and I also paint like this Renaissance type architecture around them. Um, to kind of also question the like uh private space versus public space question like hmm. what is private space if social um expectations kind of like follow you into your home and like if you internalize hmm. it like where is the line then between like society and yourself kind of yeah are you really alone or in private if people still care what you do when you are alone yeah yeah that's very interesting yeah it's a lot to unpack there yeah and it's cool that you're using these things that transcend language using symbolism and those things i mean going back to renaissance when mm-hmm. people a lot of people couldn't read they would use those things to tell stories and, and stuff so mm-hmm. very cool yeah very cool. and and i i also like the idea of the bed being kind of a a representation of like um, the female experience and just mm-hmm. like being a woman and um, I've been interested in like periods and like bl- the blood with that and like there's such a taboo and like stigma surrounding it because it's seen as like um, bodily fluids like disgusting uh, unclean yeah, yeah but then but everybody does it <laughs> yeah everyone does and it's also like a sign of life and like isn't life beautiful and so um, sure is. and like red is like a color of passion so it's just interesting so i use a lot of red in my paintings too just kind of subtly just breaking down walls left and right <laughs> but not the yeah. not the ones you put paint in your picture <laughs> well maybe that's next <laughs> <laughs> actually that'd be kind of cool just like a completely destroyed scene and yeah um, yeah i mean i was thinking of actually like making like a bed sculpture um, that'd be cool I've my seen those like ones where they carve like pillows and things out of marble and wood yeah and it I've looks seen like that. super realistic i've seen that those are crazy i really want to do one out of glass because it's kind Ooh. of like glass blown or like, um i don't I know what the other process is but i don't know i haven't like fully figured it out i don't have any like means to do it <laughs> <laughs> but it's just an idea i mean Broken glass around a form could be pretty cool mm. as it adds another level of symbolism there. Yeah, true. Yeah. Mm. And I have to mention Tracy Emmons, my bed like um, sculpture, because that kind of like put the whole idea rolling. Mm-hmm. I love her. She's great. I mean, this could be a collaborate here. We could make something cool. Oh my gosh. If she knew I existed, that would be enough. <laughs> no, if not, we can make something happen too. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 I, yeah. I, I want to make a glass bed now. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be so down. I'm trying to think of how we would do that. Like some kind of polymer, some kind of like adhesive or maybe doing it around a form and then removing the form after. Kind of make something like out of shattered glass. Yeah. I was even thinking like it doesn't even have to be like ideally it would be glass, but even just making it kind of see through. Or look like glass. It could be, be plastic cool. and yeah. represent that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, got, got, got the juices flowing. Good, like I'm good. faking this stuff. I'm glad. This is we can point. work out this some other time. Yeah. Like I just, I want to make stuff now. Like I'm, I'm transitioning more into like a freelance position now. So okay, I, like, cool. I have all this time, not all time. I have just 
more motivation to like just do things mm-hmm. so we should we should make something happen yeah. that'd be cool yeah i'm Looking ready to, for it to collab with a lot of my friends and like make just make cool stuff mm-hmm. so that's but. where some of like really cool ideas happen like collaborations mm-hmm. have yeah. you ever done like artist artistic collaborations before um it's a good question i don't know about like in terms of painting and stuff i've definitely done like art swaps hmm. um somewhere like just trading finished pieces yeah okay i don't know about collaborations there's also i've also done like my friend and i have like sat in a coffee shop and like drawn each other hmm. at the fun. same time and that's fun here's a, a fun exercise i've done with my friends before is um we set a timer for like some arbitrary time like seven minutes or something start painting something random usually abstract and then every seven or ten minutes whatever switch and paint over their painting and oh, then switch back that's cool it's really fun oh, Highly i'd recommend love it. to do that yeah it's even better when you paint with someone who doesn't know how to paint or you know, just just someone with different like skills or a different mm-hmm. style than you because you you get such a character a unique character to the the paintings that like you as one person would never do because mm-hmm. they have their own idea of like how to, to lay it on, how much paint to use, like what colors to mix. Like very fun. Highly recommend trying okay. it. It's a good day. I, will. I think. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Yeah. He's <laughs> perfect for it. Yeah, yeah. It's like the, the AB test. <laughs> can you paint? You are now. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll have to do that. I wonder if you can do that with more than two people. Like, can you do it with yeah, a group? Yeah, just rotate to the right. Okay actually it'd be a party thing yeah like, give them a bunch of markers we should do that just get like a thing on the floor right yeah and then everyone goes home with something some little yeah thing. that's such well, a good maybe idea maybe the stetsons yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everyone gets their own <laughs> group stetson <laughs> there's one guy that draws uh phallic members all over the, <laughs> the, the, the everyone gets one Jeez. that's nude that's that's all <laughs> yes yeah, it's, it's the nude face <laughs> representative it means strength no. <laughs> i've definitely drawn um a good amount in my lifetime so. i went to, to an all-guy school for high school I, i've seen and drawn probably quite quite a few of i'd them. love to see your drawings no they're not great okay. well not not those ones those are have probably been wiped off the bathroom stalls and and lockers oh, of, of okay Cap high school, i meant it a different way but yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> No, Minor and charcoal, not not sharp. Charcoal, yeah, those yeah. are easier, a lot easier to clean off than sharpie. <laughs> <laughs> not from paper, but <laughs> yeah, 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 there you go. <laughs> you know, clothes, everything. Yeah, you have your like. I, I always, everyone has like their own studio set or their own like studio outfit. You mm-hmm. have like your like get up. Actually, I it's interesting. I am just a ruin very. I'm like kind of the opposite. I'm a very clean painter. Really? I um my friends would like make fun of me for showing up in a studio in like white. Like I You're just crazy. Like I do have tiny swatches of paint on like everything I own because mm-hmm. who doesn't? But I'm I don't make a big mess. Like I trust myself. Hmm. Yeah, even with big big paintings. You would hate to paint anywhere near me. I guess. <laughs> uh, well, the other day I was like, how do I get size? paint in the back of my hair? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. So, actually, uh, I know someone like that. Yeah, we all we all know somebody like that. Yeah. Um, friend of mine, uh, Bodie, who was on here uh, a few episodes ago. Actually, I met him on the street because he had just come from painting, and this guy is so cool. Like, I I like saw him from from all the way down the block. I was like, "You paint, don't you?" He's like, "What well, gave it away?" He was head to toe covered in paint. Like, I think he was just wiping his brushes off on his pants mm-hmm. and his shirt. 
But it had this cool, like, layered effect of, yeah. like, just multicolored paint everywhere. That's why sometimes I wish I was a messy painter, because then I could... Just get one pair of pants, one pair yeah. of, like, dickies or, or something, and just, like, just kind of... It turns into its own, like, yeah, art piece. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it's the pure process piece that you don't think about. Like, that's it's so my cool. new. That's my new goal now, is to just, like, create a piece on myself. That'd be cool. Performance art. So what is your studio like? So right now I am lacking like a, an official studio space. So, so what's your makeshift studio like? My makeshift studio is basically the like either my tiny room or like like overflowing into the living room space that um, I share with like four other girls. So I try not to do that. Um, but an update actually is I have been in contact with a couple different like studio space like collective kind of things Mm. and so I'm um like in the process of like figuring out like renting a legit studio space. Oh I know a guy who rents out studio spaces I could hook you up. Really? Yeah absolutely. Yeah literally text me and he says yeah. Yeah he's a great guy it's sent down in Southie. Okay cool yeah because I um actually wait my you you know I'm literally emailing people like like at this week one literally just opened up because he uh, my friend moved to an, uh, another space like really we'll talk about it later. yeah we Remind, will text me when i get home okay. i'll send you the, the guy's number okay we'll, good we'll thank you yeah this is why i love these things like, <laughs> these connections ex- connections exchanges it's all about who you know like uh that's what i love most about being someone who can hold the conversation in the art world is just talk to people mm-hmm. and you can make great things happen that's why i have this podcast in the first place i love talking to, to creatives and people who do really cool things to just hear about what they do and make, connect them to other things like and that's the other thing is like i really need other people to be doing it with me to like give me motivation mm-hmm. like me and my friend noah we just have art days like regularly and we just I need that he I comes really over i go over to his and we just we just do whatever we want to do in that time, but it, it's just like the other energy there. Is it holds you accountable us. too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I feel like I can need that in my life too because I get very unmotivated for my own self-driven projects. But as soon as my friend, you know, says like, "Hey, can you do this for me?" Boom, done. I'm, I'm done in like a day or two. Like, yeah, I like I'll you know be up late working on it when I wouldn't do that for myself. What's What's your most recent? Like personal project. Yeah. Uh, so I just went to Brazil for a couple of weeks for Christmas and it's uh, and some inside jokes there that have involved capybaras and <laughs> uh, ray guns. But I got um, a friend of mine, the the friend that was hosting me is a big fan of the um, the illustrator Mobius. Have you heard okay. Of yeah, I have. Yeah. yeah. So he loves that style. So I got back. I tried doing like a 70s style movie poster in the style of Mobius where it's like him fighting off some capybaras okay. and like using his like ray gun and stuff. So cool. th- basically just that actually oh, my phone's over there. I can't show you yet. But um, <laughs> like that's what I what was one of the things I was working mm-hmm. on. So and, you know, I have this whole um, business that I'm cooking up right now, you know, for for freelancing. So. I haven't done much for myself lately. I mean, a little a couple of jewelry things here and there. Like nice. I made this um, necklace out of a, a arcade token. No way. So it, you know, I've always wanted a necklace with like a 5P coin on it from just England. drill a hole. It's really easy. I don't, how do I do that? Do you have a coin? Yeah. I have a, hole, I have a drill. You have a drill? I can hook you up. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. Whenever you pick up your, your Maker's Pace shirt, I'll, I'll drill a hole <laughs> okay. in the coins for you. I'll bring some coins yeah. over. It says no cash value, and I thought it was ironic That's that, cool. um, you know, jewelry is supposed to be fancy, but this has literally yeah. no cash value. I but, love that. But 
Have enough of me. This is your show. What are you? What, no, what I'm talking interested about me? in like, you. <laughs> we can talk off camera or off <laughs> mic. Like this is this is not my show. But um, I think what was that? We were, we were talking about studio spaces. I think. Yeah. So that's your um your current situation. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to find uh, a legit space with like other people who are also looking for a okay. space. Yeah. So what would your ideal studio be like dream you get a grant to just make stuff where would you go what would it look like well i had a pretty good setup um my senior year of college um when we're not I talking pretty good here we're talking the best what's your dream okay. setup like with hgtv move that truck boom studio go gosh it's hard i mean for number one thing is like light like okay. um like amazing natural light like big windows big studio windows mm-hmm. Got it. um like big white walls because i that's my that's the other reason why i'm looking for spaces i i want to work big because i was working big with my thesis like six feet paintings like um two meters for you guys and who are using freedom <laughs> units <laughs> yeah, that, thank you i appreciate that <laughs> um and i i stretch and build my canvases myself oh wow. um so I like need that space to do that too. Ideally, it would also have like a wood shop near, like so I could for the like canvases. For the, yeah, yeah the like the yeah that and um, I don't know. I okay, dream just like f- overflowing free paint and like gamsol, which is the the um like so Sherman Williams in the back of your in the back side of your studio yeah 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 Windsor and Newton um so what's your like what's your favorite paint brand that you use then um I do have some Windsor and Newton but actually Windsor and Newton I really like I'm literally blanking but like it's okay they're not sponsoring us anyways all the oil paint (laughs) (laughs) let's yeah cross our fingers with that all my oil paint is by um this one brand that oh, i'm cool. yeah, i've heard of them. it's like handmade <laughs> in oregon i think um but yeah it's great nice. that's great well there you go <laughs> I, that's, <unhelpful>. <laughs> that's <laughs> fine that's fine now, if you'd like to gambling us, gambling gambling there you go yeah. So you said you like to work with the messy processes. How messy do you, do you, you are using fingers, paint, like uh, the scraper? What are they called? I'm blanking on those too. Wow, I, I, I caught the the blank mind. Palette knife. Yeah. Palette <laughs> knife. How, what what to, what are your go to tools for applying pigment to canvas? Um, it's funny you say that. And it's funny that I've been like mentioning messy because i think that's something i really need to work on is like loosen up expressive kind of yeah because i get really into the details and like line and form just because i have been trained like classically and sometimes that is a detriment to myself because it i you know there are a lot of artists out there that are self-taught and so they really like learned by doing which is such a unique experience um like learn by you know just like like trying it out without anyone like teaching you how mm-hmm. the traditional way of doing it is um and so i really need to work on like loosening up and and getting actually messy just loosen up yeah <laughs> relax okay my professor that's what something he would like say all the time like you just need to like paint you need to stop thinking and just paint which is hard for me especially when like a lot of my work 
has a lot of symbolism in it i'm always thinking about like the meaning behind Mm. it is it tough to like distance yourself from that work or do you feel like you work better when you're like emotionally driven by it yeah definitely i think um it just any subject needs to i need to have an interest in like i i wouldn't I mean, I would be able to just paint, like, wherever I am, but there needs to be some sort of, like, composition that, mm. that like, draws me in first. Gotcha. So you could probably never paint, like, boring corporate art if someone commissions you? Well, that's, a, yeah, that's the thing is commissions are a little iffy for me because, um, well, number one, it's, it's hard to always, like, please someone who already has an idea in their mind and they're not commissioning you for your work they're commissioning you just like yep. as a general yep. artist <laughs> I know that um, feeling. and so then it's like you need to actually want my style um so that yeah that's always iffy um but also like money so clients can't live with them can't live without them Mm -hmm. and also like time is difficult for me because i'm also i also have like a full-time job right now so yeah this is like like this is crazy me (laughs) you work at a hospital right yeah i do yeah Yeah. i (laughs) you don't need to like dox yourself or anything but like (laughs) crazy you're doing all of this in addition to be a healthcare worker like that's i have so much respect (laughs) for that that's crazy well that yeah it's hard to find time to do the art Mm -hmm. bit which is really hard for me because that's like my real not that psychology and like healthcare and all of that is not a passion but I feel like art is really my like purpose and so it's hard to kind of put it to the side a bit for now but I'm just trying to figure out what I'm doing in life so it just needs to be there for right now yeah As, as someone who does art for a living when it's like when you rely on it to live and eat and pay rent and stuff it might be a little bit different. So, you know, it, I think it'd be a fun exercise for you to try out, like, what it'd be like to make your hobby your, yeah. your everything. I mean, that really, like... Is it a goal, though? Yeah, don't tell anyone, but that is, yeah. Your secret safe with me okay, and all <laughs> couple hundred viewers of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I need to... That's why I'm looking for the space to, like, make it more serious and um, trying to work in little like life drawing classes whenever I have time like there's a really cool um life drawing like session in Cambridge on Tuesday nights and it's like $15 at the door oh I'm in and it's just let me know next time you go because that that sounds awesome yeah yeah I like purposefully asked for Tuesday nights off in February so that I could make sure I go because just even like doing like a couple hours once a week just gets me in the zone which yeah, i absolutely need. yeah it's just that you know the repetition it's like going to the gym yeah just it's an your, exercise your that's what i say all the time let's do it let's make it happen yeah yeah awesome. you should bring gabe just for fun <laughs> <laughs> well noah and i've been planning to go so definitely come okay with us. yeah let's yeah. do it that'll be fun yeah oh that's awesome but yeah so you've been doing commissions too i i do them like once in a while um like um at the very end of college um this girl asked me to like paint her house that she had been living in for a couple of years and she was gonna like give a couple copies to her to her housemates as like presents things like just little things like that um I try not to take 
them these days just because I, I don't have time and I don't want to, like, promise anything. You don't want to disappoint anybody. Makes yeah. Sense. But I would want to do more if they really wanted my style. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, something I have done a lot in the past is I paint my friends nude a lot, my female friends. Um, and I find that that's also really meaningful in and of itself because just connecting with the social expectations Mm -hmm. like you know self-esteem isn't always like so high you know in the 21st century with like magazines and like body images body exactly and so just seeing themselves as pieces of art yeah i am art that's that's so uplifting is really huge Yeah. yeah so i've done that a good amount like five times now um I've I've drawn him. Yeah, that's upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I love doing that. Um cuz it's very different just being in front of a person than like in front of some photo or something it's like, like that. Yeah, I have a record that someone admired me for several hours. Like. Yeah, and it's also a connection between the model and the artist mm-hmm. and like like you know your friends more intimately now. Exactly. Not in like a in like a sexual way but like you just you you know more about your friends mm-hmm. you've had you deeply know, yeah. taking the time to really see each other like i mean it's starting to be like <laughs> like avatar i see you yeah but like really like yeah I, you like see i know your curves like i've had mm-hmm. to document them that kind of thing yeah That's a very interesting thought experiment and even like modeling i've done it once once for my friend um and even that experience is like very it's like very raw and you just need to um yeah it's like letting someone else in Mm -hmm. and seeing you vulnerability yeah Yeah. but do you find it like kind of reaffirming at the same time yeah someone wants to see me like oh they they acknowledge me as a person yeah and even as the art as an artist it's hard to remember that they're not criticizing you with their mind and eyes like they really are just looking for line and form and shape and shadow Mm -hmm. um because that's all i see when i paint someone um but when you're the model it's it's hard to remember but then you see the end product and it's like wow i think it was a was it a dove commercial years ago they had like someone they had like a sketch artist or like a police sketch artist or some kind of artist. Um, they would have women describe themselves, how they see themselves to someone and they would paint that. And then they would have their friends and loved ones and everybody describe them. And then like their, the way that people describe them was always so much more beautiful than how they describe themselves. I thought it was very beautiful, yeah. very touching, like very, you know, it's kind of like, your, know your self worth kind of thing. Yeah. It's kind of like I saw a TikTok recently of this guy who brings like this mirror to parties and it's this mirror that like when you look in a normal mirror you see yourself flipped mm-hmm. or no you see yourself like mirrored right but in this mirror that he has you see yourself as as other people see you and apparently it, it like changes the light in your eyes and the way you like connect to someone hmm. Because you're you're finally seeing yourself 
as you present to the world and you're seeing your true self, which you've never seen before. Right. Like I, I saw this thing where like, if you saw your doppelganger walking around on the street, you probably wouldn't recognize them because you're, you're so used to seeing your own face flipped. Yeah. Very yeah. strange. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I'd do. I'd probably fight him. <laughs> was, I'm I'm the Alpha Christ. No, I would just get that. freaked out. <laughs> There's actually a painting at the MFA that looks like me and my brother. It's weird. It what has, a brag. Like, the face. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, I probably would just pull some like hijinks, kind of like I, I've always wanted a twin. I feel like that'd be fun because my sister looks nothing like me. How old is your sister? She's four years younger, and I have like you know darker italian pigments and she's mm-hmm. got you know blonde hair blue eyes fair skin we, wow oh it's so annoying we'll go out to like lunch or something and be like oh my god how long have you guys been together like oh since she was born she's my sister <laughs> and she's like oh sorry and they want they shut up and walk away they don't bother us anymore that's so interesting oh, it's so annoying but yeah they don't, i don't get that pro- you know it ugh. yep <laughs> annoying yeah but I'd, an identical twin would be a bit much i feel like i would probably be arrested or something we'd we'd pull some kind of bs <laughs> for sure <laughs> i yeah i don't well, know it'd be easy for painting though you could yeah. just like self self-portrait you just sit across from each other yeah. no mirror needed true yeah i mean there's an artist um jenna gribben um and her like brushwork is like amazing and i just i don't have any words to describe it but she um her like main subject matter is her partner her Mm. her now wife and like every painting is just of of her in like just in life like doing different things like in bed like in the vulnerable moments like washing dishes like and it's it's so cool because her entire um I mean I don't know like her old work but right now like all her main work is just of like seeing her loved one that's beautiful yeah yeah and art doesn't have to be grandiose or like extravagant Mm -hmm. i think that's you know if we're going back to evoking emotions that's how she sees her Mm -hmm. i love that that's beautiful yeah yeah and she does it so like beautifully too i mean that's why i love like the bed because it's such a normal um just everyday objects mm, but almost then almost everybody's got one yeah and putting it in this context of like um grandiosity and like um recontextualizing yeah. it as, as something to be focused on rather than literally you know hidden away in bedrooms like they are most of the time yeah i even i think i painted like a dirty old mattress like leaning against a, a pillar mm-hmm. and that was just that I can see I, the symbolism there. yeah right. i painted that after i had covid and Ooh. i i spent like a week in bed and i just thought like like you know not every bed is like clean and nice and like perfectly mm-hmm. like messed up in a phot- like photographic way like homeless people you know like where do they sleep like Right. How does that happen that, you know, mattresses are just like thrown out on the street like that has its own symbolism right. too. And beds are, your, are usually like your place of safety, your place of comfort. Yeah. Like if you take even that away, like, you know, it strips you of your humanity in, mm-hmm. you know, in a way. 
place of sexuality right right place of death Mm -hmm. place of miscarriage which also connects the like yeah periods yeah the funny the thing that we're unconscious on most of the time like we're not even acting consciously it has so many ties into our lives that we don't even think about it most of the time yeah yeah very cool that you're bringing it to light and like highlighting this one thing that we probably don't even think about i mean that's what art is all about Mm -hmm. is like highlighting something you just kind of yeah it just brings new realizations very cool very cool so hard-hitting question you ready for this (laughs) okay could you ever stop making art i mean the obvious answer would be no but the less obvious answer is it's like impossible in that for me like even seeing is art in a way like being able to see the world in a different way like makes you an artist Mm. okay so even that's a hot take on on (laughs) art itself saying that even perception can be art rather than just the creation of it very cool yeah that's very cool (laughs) you also like i only heard one or two people actually say yeah i could stop to that answer so yeah don't feel don't feel singled out there I mean, I, yeah, it's, I don't think if you ask any artist, they would, they, I don't think the answer yeah. would be so yes. So it's like central to your core. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And even to, for me, it is just how I do see the world. Like I walk around and I see those compositions everywhere that draw me in. And like, I see like little paintings everywhere. Like I see the world and my mom always says that it's like, you see the world. In so you're paint. always looking for those like little Snapshots. It's not even that I'm looking. It's just like it's there, and maybe that's like how I'm a romantic. Is that like I do romanticize like the world in the way that I just I'm like in love with like everything about it. That like connects to my like environmental activism. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, that also makes you an artist. Just being able to like see things in in different ways like i see that shadow like maybe you didn't notice that shadow but like that you know that kind of thing Mm -hmm. and maybe that's because i do make art and i was taught to look in that way but i'm i'm sure anyone can can learn to see the world like that i'm of the belief that everybody can learn to some extent, art and to whatever their their extent of abilities is. Yeah. You know, blind people can sculpt. Deaf people can, you know, I've heard people, deaf people be per, um, turned into percussion artists for music. Like mm-hmm. there's, you know, everybody, no matter how much of a, a stern, precise engineer they are, can make art in some <laughs> way. So I, th- I like to, that perv- that view of like, you know, being able to see stuff can be an art itself even if you're not you know making renaissance paintings yeah yeah agreed cool glad we're on the same page there (laughs) any tips for people who think they aren't artists or can't make art how would you how would you start them off what would you get them to do 
my go-to little exercise for those people are blind contour drawings because mm. those are really the things that train you to see the way I feel like I see the world. For people that aren't familiar, um, would you mind explaining that exercise? Yeah, so blind contour drawings are when you have a piece of paper in front of you and a pencil or whatever and you have sort of like a still life in front of you or even just anything like you're drawing whatever's in front of you um a lot of the time it can be easy to just like have a bouquet of flowers in front of you or just like a bowl of fruit and what you do is you draw without looking down at the paper so you you have to really connect your eyes to your hands in that way like you're just looking at what you're seeing and you're looking at the object and you're looking like so slowly and at every ridge and every like shape um and you really do the key is to go as slow as possible Mm -hmm. um so that you can like match your eye to your hand and the um the output is like really cool yeah yeah especially when they get like really disproportionate yeah i think those some of those are really cool because you get stuff that you would never do consciously yeah and it's way less pressure yeah it's like that there's no pressure to get it right or make it look the way it is because you're not even trying really Mm -hmm. it's just you're just the whole point is to look and to see i love the thought of trying with the intent to fail because there's no pressure you're just doing Mm -hmm. the exercise very fun yeah so but you got plenty of exercise with your work it's beautiful love it Thank you. Can't wait to see more of it. Um, but where can these beautiful people see more of your beautiful artwork? Um, my this is your time to plug. <laughs> Go off. This is your stage. My uh, Instagram is anyasophia.art. Um, S-O-P-H-I-A on Instagram. and Link will be in the description yeah. as well. Um, and I have a website, but I'm still working on it. So coming soon. <laughs> right now, it's you. it's just a uh, anyashireplum.com, s h i r e p l u m b. Um, yeah, thank Anything you so much for having me. Uh, mm, I don't know. Sometimes I sell at like art markets around boston like the brighton bazaar keep an eye out yeah i sell prints and postcards very cool Mm -hmm. awesome yeah well thank you for coming on thank you for having me yeah i'm glad we could you know get some time to sit down and talk about this stuff this is also like very rare to find people after like being in an academic setting like college like Mm -hmm. finding people like this to have these conversations that's why i love it i miss art school so much just being surrounded on all sides by people who are like-minded and, and love things that i love mm-hmm. and i've been searching for that community for the four years since i've been out of college and you know i'm happy to slowly be finding it along the way so and you know down the road i'm actually hoping to like connect some of these things and eventually have some kind of get together event yeah. all the artists that wow are, are on the that. show or part of it and you know you're welcome to help be part of it organize it whatever you want to do but um community yeah i love important. that so very cool important, well yeah. stay tuned for that We'll have Maker's Pace, Space, Paces, <laughs> at a pace near you, Spacing, Lee, whatever. You'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Anna, it's been awesome. Guys, this has been Maker's Pace. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.